Hello and welcome to the Pulsation podcast coming from the New Wolvesy Theatre as part of the Pulse 18 Festival. My name is Dave and I've been speaking to some of the acts who've showcased their work here in Suffolk. In this podcast I spoke with Tom, Hannah and Jim from the Wardrobe Ensemble in the afternoon before their performance of Education, Education, Education in the Main House. It was interesting to hear their take on writing and performing as a group and they talked candidly about developing their work and their recent tour that was to reach its finale that very evening. They interviewed like pros and it was an absolute pleasure to speak with them. Uh, I do hope you enjoy. Good afternoon. Welcome to Pulse 18 Festival. I'm here with Tom, Hannah and Jim from Education, Education, Education. Sorry, what was the name of your theatre company? <laughs> the Wardrobe, Wardrobe Ensemble. Ensemble. The Wardrobe Ensemble. Right, I'll edit that to make <laughs> that sound. <laughs> really doesn't know what to Straight, <laughs> Sorry, what straight off the bat there. Peter, Gillian and Fred. <laughs> <laughs> should have done my research uh, prior to this. So yes, uh, how is it going? You know, this is the last date of a tour? Of a very long tour, yeah. We've been going since February? March. March. March, March of 2018. Of 2018. Well, we, did, we did have no, some yeah, we dates. What was it? Autumn, Autumn last November year, yeah. 2017 as well. So it yeah. feels like a long old tour. So some of our theatre staff told me great things about education, education, education. Great. Um, having seen it, I think, in, did you do Cambridge or somewhere? Uh, we did Edinburgh. Yeah. Edinburgh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so last summer we opened it in Edinburgh. Um, oh, fantastic. Uh, in August 2017. Whereabouts in Edinburgh? Um, uh, at the Pleasance, in the Pleasance Dome, in a really nice theatre called Queen Dome. Oh, lovely. Um, uh, yeah, we did yeah, the month lovely. there. And how did that go? Yeah, it was really good. Really well, actually. <laughs> the venue's not that dissimilar from here, actually, in terms of the vibe. Yeah, it's like, it it's feels just quite... kind of much bigger yeah yeah but similar, <laughs> similar, <laughs> similar similar layout so the show opened in edinburgh last year um has it evolved much Do, are you a company that sort of keeps tweaking it as you go or did it sort of reach its sort of zenith in edinburgh and then you've <laughs> toured it from there i think i think it when you perform it this much we've done it over 80 times now so i think it reaches a point a yeah. zenith um, but but inevitably, like stuff has to change, and little stuff alters without you really noticing it. Otherwise, you probably go mental. Yeah, the natural evolution of yeah. just how it feels comfortable. Yeah, um, I think I think it changes quite a lot over the course of Edinburgh as well. Actually, like oh, while yeah, you're up massively. in Edinburgh, you sort of use that time to tweak and change in things. In the first so week of Edinburgh, it changed loads. Yeah, a lot of people have said that actually. Things, that yeah. Edinburgh really is the the sort of. Testing yeah, testing ground, but also just it really makes you push what you can get, yeah. where you can take it as far as it can go to make it as best as it possibly can be at the, at that festival. And um, so, where else have you toured it? Okay. Loads uh, of places: Bristol, London, Exeter, Birmingham, Cambridge, Falmer. Do you return to your homes between dates, or is it constantly out on tour? a mix of both we did there was a chunk in the middle of this tour that was pretty like constant touring which is I think the first time that we've done that like probably like yeah. Tuesday six, to Saturday seven, yeah. and yeah. that like for yeah like four or five weeks which yeah is kind of for, for like five or six weeks yeah. of just 
solid touring, but then we had a few at the start of the tour that were sort of that a bit more really, sporadic yeah. so he could go home and things. Okay, how have you found the, the intense touring? Very tiring. It's quite unusual, yeah, it's, isn't it? For, yeah. It's really, it's really tiring, isn't it? It really takes it out of you. It's quite surprising, really, because you think you're only... In reality, we're only doing work <laughs> for an hour a day. Two hours a day. But, yeah, it's quite tiring. I think it's the travel more than anything that sort of takes it out of you, not being in one place. It takes yeah. well, it takes my brain a long time to adjust to where I am. So you're to transient, constant yeah. transience. Yeah. Um, that's why the, like, the longer weeks are nicer, because you kind of get to settle into somewhere. Mm. And kind of, and I think also that's nicer for audiences, because yeah. people come on the Tuesday and then tell people. So like, by the yeah. end of the week, hopefully you're like, oh, great. And you've been well-received around the country? Yeah, yeah generally. I'd say so. Yeah, I think so. I'd say so. I hope so. Didn't notice all the rotten tomatoes yeah, being wiped yeah. off. You only get the nice suits. people staying and speaking to you. Don't tell yeah. people staying and saying, I thought that was rubbish. God, that was that was really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So education, education, education is a show about uh, being in school in the nineties, it says. Now I was in school in the nineties. What would I recognise from your show tonight? You'd recognise the soundtrack. There's a real strong... 97 was a really good year for music. Okay, so yeah, it was, was very yeah. Strong. It's got, what we've got, Suede, yeah. Bittersweet Symphony, Spice Girls, it's got it all. You'd recognise Tamagotchis, Shag oh, yes. Bands. Shag Bands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. Cheese Strings. Uh, cheese Strings, they're still yeah. Right they're still about it. They cheese strings don't go off, do they? They certainly do. They do. They do. <laughs> so do they? In, in Edinburgh, so I, I, my character has to eat a cheese string, and in Edinburgh we bought multi packs, and there wasn't a fridge or anything, so we just kept them in the flight case. Oof. And then at the start of the show, I opened it, and like this awful. <laughs> I can't even describe the smell. The smell honestly, rotten it's dairy, like a picture of like cat sick. Yeah. Ah, so, yeah, and it just yes. permeated all the wings. <laughs> and it's about a third of the way in that I had to eat it. So every time I was off stage, I was like frantically rushing about trying to see if there was another one in the case. And it's it's swollen up to like it, the size it, of a baguette. It, 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 honestly, it was just absurd. it's swollen in the packet. It was all kind of like gelatinous. <laughs> and then I just had to go on stage and knew that it was off, and I just had to eat it. Because oh, it was the did only, you? and I, I did it, <laughs> you, and it was suffering for your yeah. art. Yeah, so professional. Wow, so that's that's a learning that dairy products that's go off. Cheese strings are dairy products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they thought they were some quite sort heartening, of weird really, yeah. plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, it's <laughs> a good thing to learn. It's a good thing to learn. Um, so let's talk crisps, nineties crisps. Any references to? What's no, it? No, we don't really, do we? No. Yeah, there's there's good. Oh, no, no, there's not. No, there's lots of reference to Monster Munch in our next show. Is it? Okay, Southwest Munch, off good, the opera. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> the next show is in July. It's called Southwestern. So it's a Western set in the Southwest. Oh, wow, you're not even joking. No, no. It's in the write-up of the blurb. Good Monster Munch yeah. in the pubs is a big part of it, but no, unfortunately. So you can kind of say that I predicted that. Yeah, yeah. you did. We'll say you, that. You, it was uh, seamless I'll segue take, into I'll us take talking that. about our next show. <laughs> yeah. Consummate yeah. professional. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how long does it take you to uh, create your shows um, from sort of con- conception to first, first dates? This started in 2016 2015 when did we do that first R&D when we were touring 2016 yeah. when we were on tour yeah 
So from from conception to finish, this one was about a year and a half. Yeah. And during that time, we probably actually rehearsed for what ten weeks. Yeah, just How over two did, months, yeah, I'd say, sort of weeks, on and off. Weeks. Yeah. Five weeks of R and D. Four weeks of rehearsal of like proper rehearsal. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, and then the extra week, writing right, time yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. So yeah, probably about ten weeks. And you say that you all write it. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's a collaborative collaborative effort. Uh, how does that work in practice? So we're a we're a devised theatre company. Um, so it's a sort of a, a horizontal structure in the room. So oh, it, yeah. it starts. Um, we have directors, but especially towards the start of the process, they're sort of more as sort of a guide for the facilitators. Yeah. For okay. So it will start where we'll all be given homework tasks. So for this one. It'd be, you know, someone would be given the fashion of the 90s, someone would be given music, someone would be given politics, etc., etc., etc. Okay, that's a good um, way of And you come in and have a day, maybe two days, just sharing all of that research. Yeah. So everyone's um, an expert. And then it's a series of very quick, time limited devising tasks. So you get all of these ideas down on paper, and it'll be like this round who wants to do what? Someone will say, I want to make uh, a dance, uh, I need three other people, they'll go and do that. Someone will say, I want to write this scene between two people, uh, two teachers having an argument, they'll go off and write that. Someone might say, I want to make a song, someone might say, I want to devise this scene with four other people. Um, so it's really open and so that's quite an autonomous way of writing, isn't it? You're not yeah. setting boundaries by uh, a pre uh, pre-written script your stuff can be added and tailored and sort exactly. of, well, it's the, the grown like a, a group nothing, I, I don't think any sort of part element of the show is the most sort of sacred element if you like so yeah. we go away with like Jim described sort of complete freedom really over the process so we might be dancing we might someone might write somebody might be devising with a small group and we'll do those tasks over and over and over again. And we might, we may well do that without sort of formally formalising the process too much for a week, week and a half. And then we might go, okay, what, what should we return to? What can we look at again? We will have recorded all of those scenes throughout the process, so we can we've got a record there. Yeah. And then we start to sort of slowly refine it over time and get it written down and start to tailor the script yes. there. So it sort of so develops you record stuff on on digital video. Um, yeah, yeah. How much do you record? Do you do you take up quite a lot of uh, hard drive space with that? We use Google. Yeah. Oh, okay. Google Drive. So each new pro process now we make a new Gmail account and just upload everything to. Oh, that. Wow. So it's okay. it's, it's all backed up, yeah, stuff. and a lot of rubbish as well. Every yeah, <laughs> it's, it's literally a case of of just throwing shit at the wall and seeing yeah. what sticks. Like for every show we make, we probably got about three shows worth of material plus. It's quite a good way of doing stuff, though, man. Because it's like if you devise so much stuff over a couple of weeks, like some of it has to end up good. Yeah, it's like well, yeah. And like by the time by the end of those two weeks, whatever's left in your mind, yeah. Is probably the stuff that's worth stuff. remembering. Yeah, because yeah, you've got you've got to, to sift through so much, and when so there's a time in the process where we've got all this stuff, as well as recording it on video, we've also got every scene written down on a piece of paper, and we'll just go through that. We call it killing babies, where um, <laughs> go through. We'll go right that scene. Does anyone want to save it? If everyone's like, no, I don't really remember what it was, then you'll just get rid, yeah. you'll siphon it down to the seeds of stuff that you like, and then you start to work out how each thread might go. 
we yeah. get all these separate scenes out on different bits of paper spread across the room which like often reaches wall to wall um, and it's just a case of then organising stuff shuffling stuff around seeing what feels right getting it up on its feet trying it reshuffling so it's quite um it takes a long time it takes it a very takes a long, long time, time. Yeah. so when you've got the the sort of structure of the of the writing uh, and and the sort of performance going on how do you then go about um, maybe developing the set and developing the uh, wardrobe do you do do, do you uh, assign people tasks that or do people come forward and sort of choose to sort of um, work on specific parts of the set or do you do it scene to scene so for this show um, we worked with a designer and a wardrobe person and a sound designer and a lighting designer and at um, what point did they come into the procedure from they were there for the whole of the actual like proper four week rehearsal period okay. and probably like a couple of months before that like basically once we knew that we were making the show for Edinburgh and we had like yeah. this is when it's going to open it was like okay now we need a creative team but this is the first time that we've worked with a full creative team. Like our last show, we kind of cobbled the set together a bit ourselves. With what was your else. last show? It's called 1972, The Future of Sex. Oh, right. Um, uh, <laughs> and we did that at Pulse Festival in 2016. Yeah. Um, so you're like time traveller theatre yes, company. Yes, that's, yeah. that's pretty much <laughs> the it's Good like, description. What did but, someone said it's like a modern period piece. But yeah, that's, yeah, been, that's been a really good process for this show, actually, working with those people because we it's a good development for us as a company we've been around for seven years now approaching eight um and when we started it was a very sort of closed precious thing and all the jobs like how you described them were divided between us yeah. so it was a case of someone being in charge of design someone in charge of costume someone in charge of whatever someone in charge of sound and it was that was really important to our development as a company but this show was us scaling up to mm. mid-scale. And so it was amazing to have the resources to actually work with professionals in those fields who are like creative minds in their own right. And yeah, to have them so as much to it. so much. And they were very much part of the devising process. So thinking of Ben Grant, our sound designer, he was in on his laptop and he is an absolute genius. Weird, and he'd be... Yeah. And that, that means that the sound actually became really integral to this show because he was there making it as we built and we would Live go, in the room oh, Ben, can we, can we have the sound of wind and then can that suddenly switch to like static and he would just knock that up in 10 seconds. Ten seconds. Brilliant. Um, and I think you can really feel... Yeah, yeah, that's like massively informed the show. Like yeah. if we'd had a different sound designer who hadn't been there, the show would be totally different. Wow, okay. Um, it also, it's all... I think it was... It would be fair to say for initially that that's quite an intimidating uh, thing, bringing in people that you're not used to yeah. working with, you haven't worked with before, yeah. and there was quite a bit of trepidation with that. But exactly like Jim says, when you are working with people who are so creative and talented, then they fit into the room sort of perfectly, really. And it, it was a good lesson to yeah. be learned, really, that actually you can loosen the reins a little bit you can trust other people and bring people into bring the fold bring in other it, talent that will enhance your own really enhance what you do yeah not just mm. inform it but like really enhance it like you say that's a journey that I think will keep keep going on because yeah. it's, it's it's been a case of sort of five years of really sort of yeah. this was our baby and us feeling like we really had to protect that 
and keep it sort of for us and keep it closed and be in control of everything. Yeah. And that relinquishing of control, like Tom said, is, is, is quite a scary thing to do, but the results have just been really, really good. And I think that that's something that learn, it's a really good lesson. It's, has learn. it been liberating? Cause it's sort of taken the pressure off of you guys as well from having to like concentrate on everything and, and, just allow other people to sort of shape your vision it's also been quite encouraging if like it sort of you feel like you're being lifted into a different space as a group of people as a company people yeah. who work together by people who are incredibly talented who've worked with some wonderful people done some incredible things in their own right so it sort of encourages you in your craft to think like actually we're sort of being lifted and pushed by these people and they are um really informing and encouraging the kind of work yeah. that we're making it, and also in terms of headspace like something that I've definitely come to learn over the past year or so is that you're not invincible and you you have limited capacity so actually when you have people whose sole job it is to look after sound to look after lighting it means that you can really focus in on the task at hand which is essentially creating this story and I think it's fair to say that this narratively education 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 is our most accomplished or most ambitious i think yeah. um, we should also talk about b we should talk Ooh, about what's b, b? <laughs> b. Um, uh, she b roberts um uh, is a dramaturg oh, and we okay. worked with her um again in that last four week well she was there for not all of that time but the first week of our rehearsal period um, and um, she was so so useful. How would you how would to... you define dramaturg? Because the, it's quite difficult. What did we do? She like she, asked, get, she asked came really in. Good questions. <laughs> yeah, came like, in. Why is it that you want to say like this says loads of different things and it needs to say one thing? <laughs> yeah, it sort of um, seems like it's a, a director of a script, but not quite a, as concise as that. It's a sort of two way researcher. Yeah, sort of sounding board like also therapist like a, yeah, for like like a script of yeah uh, like questioning oh, and an editor as well yeah. in a way that I think like, that's like I think what Han says there for almost like a professional interrogator like in that's I, just like why is that there why this doesn't make there? sense why, 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 why do we care about this I think it'd be fair to say that it I wasn't there that first week, <laughs> yeah. but I think the word interrogate <laughs> she, she came in on the first oh, day of rehearsals and read through the script and it was just and she tore it apart <laughs> in the best possible yeah, way. Man. But we all left that lunchtime being Everyone like was Oh so shit, we are in <laughs> trouble here. Four weeks. <laughs> but she 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 tore it apart and then helped us put it back together. She sifted through everything we'd ever written hundreds of pages read everything like highlighted all the lines that said something to her like really helped us define what it is we were trying to say and how like it was a very difficult but amazing process and that, again that, that process I think is something that we've all carried forward within the company but also in work that we've done individually with other groups of people actually that real keenness and attention to the script and the storytelling and you actually taking so much care of it. It's really apparent when B came in. In fact, the amount of care that she took over lines and structure yeah. it actually gives you a real, makes you realise how like that's important it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. like such yeah. a craft. And it's something that, you know, we are continually trying to develop. And it's know? something that we've always, we're fortunate to have a few members of the company who have a real sort of 
innate understanding of narrative structure, I think. That's mm. not one of my strong points at all. No, no, no. But other members of the company have always been able to sort of feel that. But I think now we're reaching a point yeah. where we're starting to try and understand why something feels And we're all right. trying to ask those questions. I think like B was probably quite instrumental in that. Absolutely. Actually, yeah. Those are now questions that we all have in our head at all times rather than just going, oh, yeah. some people understand that more as if it's just something that people are born with rather than something that you can work at and understand yourself. And we were talking about this, so we've just had a week's R&D for our next show, Southwestern. Um, and I think a few of us felt like going away and writing stuff and devising stuff it, in the past it's been like just bashing stuff out and not really being sure why you're doing it or not necessarily feeling in control of what you're writing but there yeah. was a sense this time round of people starting to write things and knowing the purpose of yeah, like with an awareness of where it fits in a grander narrative and why you might be mm-hmm. writing that and what you're pushing forward towards which is something you always sort of think you understand, but I think the more and more you make, the more you yeah. Get so you're sort of guiding your it, yeah. writing process yeah, yeah, yeah. in advance, so you can sort of conjure up the yeah the sort of narrative right, that elements of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and the direction that you can take the grammar in even yeah, yeah. yeah. and the beats as well mm-hmm. yeah and um, so how did you guys uh, get together how, where did you form your wardrobe ensemble um, so we were all members of the Bristol Old Vic Young Company at various oh, points. Um, some of us for 10 years, some of us for about a year. And then they made a scheme called Made in Bristol, um, which is two days a week training uh, with a show in the studio at the end, which was the aim was as a for it to act as a stepping stone from Young Company to the professional world. Yeah. And it's still going on. I think it's in its eighth year now and Brilliant. still creating really great companies. Um, so we were the very first year of that um, and halfway through the year the leader of the course left suddenly so we were left to our own devices for a few months which was absolute hell at the time but in hindsight it was probably one of the best things yeah, that could have happened yeah. to us and then we made our we devised our first show Riot which was about a riot that happened in an Ikea store in 2005 nice. which you may or may not remember and we took that the Tesco to one. <laughs> it's same, same sort of thing yeah. people writing for cheap shit um, and we took that to Edinburgh off our own backs in August 2011 and despite our expectations it did really well um, but then half of us were going off to uni so it was a case then of just doing it in every spare holiday we had and keeping it rolling along for the next three years Brilliant. Um, and then yeah since then we've just continued really um, how uh, don't mean to pry too much and you don't have to tell me but um, how would you fund an Edinburgh run nowadays do you do do you go to um, crowdfunding or arts council or what, um, what sort of approaches do you take to that uh, with great difficulty um, yeah that yeah. is <laughs> um, yeah Edinburgh's really hard it's really expensive um, and the arts council won't fund it because no. it's arts council England not arts council UK um, so, so if you've had a play that's been developed by the Arts Council. Yeah, so this, so education was, the Arts Council gave us loads of money to make education. But then you um, have uh, to take it then, to Edinburgh on your own yeah, steam. Yeah, exactly. So we had two um, 
brilliant co-producers, Shoreditch Town Hall and Royal Indurngate, um, who put in money for the development and origination of the show. And then we kind of use a bit of that money and box office yeah. um, uh, and some of our own money for to take it to Edinburgh, basically, um, which is always a risk because you might not sell any tickets. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like we... It's definitely worth doing because basically like the whole of this tour is kind of booked booked off the back of Edinburgh. So yeah. it's a really like useful showcase and I think we'll kind of continue to do it. But it is an expensive venture. Especially because like there's seven people in the show. Yeah, there's a lot there's of loads you. of surrounding people. It's really Just expensive for everyone caravan. to live in. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we have genuinely like floated the idea of camping. Oh it's yeah, never, yeah. Never I do off. know. I do know a campsite near Edinburgh. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> similar, similar um, working, uh, keeping it cheap. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, so next south, the southwestern or south by southwestern? What is the? How was it? <laughs> oh, sorry, southwestern. 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 Yeah. Yeah. South by southwestern is the musical version yeah. of it uh, that you take to south by southwest. Um, yeah, so how far into development is that? That's You're hoping to premiere that? We are performing it at the Tobacco Factory um, Theatre in Bristol. On what the, date? It opens on the 17th of July. 17th of July. Oh, wow, well, that's soon. Yes, yeah, yes that's, very soon. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. So it's not written. <laughs> not written yet. No, we're, we're currently getting a working script together because we start rehearsals in two weeks. Okay. Um, one week, one week, one week. Right. One week. <laughs> <laughs> so we really need to get the script together. Um, so yeah, we start rehearsals in a week, and then we've got what's it? Four weeks. Four weeks. Four weeks rehearsals, leading into two weeks of performing in Bristol. So okay, brilliant. Yeah, well, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, well, <laughs> sure, that's fine. And um, so, what if you've got many plays that you've developed? Uh, how easy it is to to go back to a show? Uh, after you've sort of developed another one, can you have you done that with your previous shows? We do the we, like Eloise. We toured Eloise after nineteen seventy two. We do we kind yeah we kind of flip between things. Um, we bring things out for touring. Yeah, it's um, like riding a bike. Once it's yeah. in, it's kind of in. Okay, like a little bit of re rehearsal. It's we different do, for yeah. different people, I think, because some people in the cast just sort of have it in their brain whereas I tend to after a show finishes just <laughs> erase <it>. literally erase <laughs> it so then if we ever have to go back to anything I sort of freak out and panic look over my script but I think some people can remember it quite well can't they? It usually, usually comes back when so with everyone else you sort of get all flustered and find yourself sort of just behaving on stage doing random stuff but yeah often when we go back to things we do like weird recasting okay. because of people's schedules so there's always a kind of bit of re-rehearsal and a bit of like yeah. figuring out something yeah how it's all going to work like the next time yeah. around which is actually always really nice because yeah. uh, it, it yeah. keeps you on your toes yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. it freshens it up and yeah uh, so highlights of the performance uh, of Education Education um, any, any highlights of the tour any highlights in the actual performances what's sort of been a good moments for you We've just come back from Hull, which was brilliant. I think that was yeah, one of my highlights. That was also one of my performance highlights. <laughs> so there's a moment in the show when Tom's character is showing my character around the school and we have doors on wheels. Yeah. There's a moment where they spin and he walks, we walk through them 
open the doors and walking into different classes. That's and the plan. That was the plan. <laughs> and in the last show, uh, Tom tried to open the door, <laughs> didn't quite time it right, and just walked straight into this moving door. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know what happened. I think my hands were really sweating because <laughs> I definitely, definitely touched the handle. But then Jim's character is supposed to be that really sort of po-faced. He doesn't crack up. Nothing happens to his face. I turned around and Jim's face was like the happiest I'd ever seen him in my life. I was like, my word. Oh, I lost it. Absolutely. We, lost his head. we really enjoy making mistakes. Yeah, so it, as, so much. as soon as that happens, that just really, everyone has the best time. Yeah, most of my highlights tend to be on stage when Jim's doing... There's a moment where... I laugh almost every show where Jim says this thing and for some reason the little saliva gland under his tongue activates so when he speaks every single day a little spurt a little comes out of his mouth and I think in my head All right, I'm not going to laugh today I'm not going to laugh today and he, whenever he does that line this li- just a little spit comes out and then I see his little eyes a little flitter of panic and I I then have to sit, like sort of say something afterwards, and I just every single and, uh, time we're being we're being like knights of the round table at this point. So we have, we say this line, and then both have to go. Oh. But but oh, have the time. It sounds like children. Just ends like, up. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's more Monty Python knights. Yeah, yeah, People like to see you having a nice time. Oh, absolutely, them. they do. Yeah. Um, so where can we find out more about the uh, wardrobe ensemble? Do you have a website? TheWardrobeEnsemble.com Anything on... Yes! Next question. Peculiar spellings of wardrobes or... Okay, anything else online? like So, YouTube channels or do you... Yes, actually, we do have a YouTube channel. Don't check our YouTube channel. It's a bit of a graveyard. We have so many things. That's always a testing ground rather than a... What do we have? We have Facebook, Facebook, Facebook Twitter, Twitter, we have Instagram, Instagram, yeah, which yeah. is our fastest growing oh, platform. Oh, oh yeah, so yeah. So nice. good. we've got a Pinterest. Wow, get you guys! We're twenty first century. We're yeah. everywhere, wow. and we're on all the social media platforms. We've got a newsletter. You can sign the newsletter. Whoa! Taking a, a hit. Emails. Yeah, yeah. Get the email. Subscribe. Emails. Yeah. GDPR. Uh, just taking fun. a big hit from yeah. GDPR. So if you could so subscribe, get back, get back on the join our six followers. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you for joining me. Uh, I'm really looking forward to your play tonight. I will come and see it. Uh, I wish you all the best with South Western, which is debuting on the... 17th of July. 2018. Just in for all you time-travelling fans (laughs) out there. Yeah, brilliant. Lovely to meet you all. And I hope it all goes really well. Thank you.